and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We are Eric and Sarah. Greetings. How are you, baby? I'm good. <laughs> we're we're tired today. Yeah. Um, We've f- been tired for the past several days. I feel like I'm slurring my words. A little bit. Am I? No, I, I don't think so. I'm like, I have sleepy voice. Yeah. So just, just to give everyone an example of how tired we are, this morning we woke up at 8 o'clock. After having slept seven and a half perfectly peaceful, proper hours, yes, I wanted to add another pee in, so I went with proper. And we promptly got out of bed, got acai bowls from the <laughs> local acai bowl shop that we discovered literally three days ago, <laughs> and got home, ate them on the couch, said, we're sleepy, crawled into bed and fell asleep for three hours. Yeah, which we, never, neither of us really take naps. So Especially not two hours after we woke up for the day yeah we felt odd for the past couple days we are thinking it's because we (laughs) we went on a camping trip at the end of last week just overnight and then the next morning we hiked a 14er i think we may have mentioned this in the previous episode that we were going to do that and uh, neither of us really slept as we never tend to sleep while we're camping (laughs) and then it was a pretty i mean it was a it's one of the easier hikes of its type but everything at that altitude is quite difficult and got a little sunburned and we came home and we were expecting to just be like ravenous for the rest of the day because like anytime we do like a long hike we plan like all I'm thinking about the entire time is like what am I going to eat after this and um, we ended up not feeling that great so we really didn't even get to enjoy that part of uh, exercising (laughs) yeah I mean Something I've never experienced hiking was the wind we experienced on that hike. Once we got to this certain point um, on the on the ridge line going up to the summit, it was like maybe 45 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Like I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in like a thunderstorm, but then I'm like, oh, going to go inside. <laughs> you yeah. know, but we were just like on this ridge on a mountain. It like wasn't really scary, but it was kind of scary. And I don't know if heavy winds like that can affect your body uh who knows it definitely wore us out yeah and we like to think we're still recovering from all of those things you mentioned yeah we don't know why but we're definitely we've definitely been a little off uh i was starting to get paranoid like hmm do i have coronavirus but we don't have any other symptoms so sarah's had a sore throat but You've kind of, ha- I feel like you've had a sore throat on and off, like, I think it's all dehydration. Yeah. yeah. It's so, dr- it's been so hot and so dry here. Yeah. And I think that might have something to do with it. Which is why I was, I had the sudden craving for acai bowls, like, oh, the day after we throat. got home. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a little bit of a sore throat and I was like, I just want cold. I just want ice cream. I just want a smoothie. So you went and got acai bowls and that's my new, uh, my new obsession, the new craze. I've never had an acai bowl. Me neither. Bowl. I've ma- I mean, I've made myself smoothie bowls, but I've never gone to a acai bowl establishment and paid someone else to make me one. Mm. But it's quite satisfying. Makes me feel healthy to start the day off that way. <laughs> and when we picked them up the other day for the first time, we were made aware of the fact that they have a happy hour from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., <laughs> which is why we got out of bed promptly at 8 o'clock. 50% off. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a, that's a steal. <laughs> it was it was totally worth it, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, do you want to recap the camping and hiking experience? 
<sighs> I mean, what else is there to say, really? We went with our our fellow vegan, outdoorsy friends, a couple, mm-hmm. whose wedding Eric recently officiated. Kind of. I unofficially officiated their wedding. Right. Because technically the script I read and the marriage ceremony that I led for them didn't legally actually have any bearing. <laughs> right. So it was they... just so that they could live stream some sort of ceremony to their family back at home because they did yeah. have to cancel their actual wedding due to COVID. Yeah, there were but so they're... there were like eight of us there instead of yeah. however many would They'll have been be there. They'll be doing it for real next year. Mhm. So if you want to I was going to say learn more, but if you want to see our camping and hiking experience, um sarah's going to be uploading a video about it at some point and travis and victoria our friends who we were with they vlogged it and put up a video on youtube which is going to be more more about the adventure than our video um so their youtube channel is called rad snake so you can look up rad snake and you can see their video about it to learn more well it's funny because i was his video is already live mine is not yet it should be tomorrow but um, he had done such a better job at actually filming different parts of the hike. And I thought about it and I, I, I realized it's because I'm always the slowest person in the party wherever I hike. It's usually, it's why I prefer to just hike with Eric because I hate to slow other people down. And I inevitably do. And also to keep up with people, I just push myself really hard to not inconvenience them. And then I am tired. I was exhausted. It's also like, <laughs> I don't know, I get, I would get sketched out holding my camera. Yeah. Like with that wind situation. Yeah. So Trav had, he has a GoPro and I think, something about the, Gro, the, Go, the GoPro on a stick just yeah. feels compact. S- yeah. And safer. And you know that GoPro, nothing's going to happen to it because it's made for that. Yeah. But having like a real regular camera out there in the elements, I don't know. There's also so much to focus on, like moving your legs. Right. So. Right. It was it was it was tough, but I'm glad it's my first 14 or that I've done and not gone sick on. So mm-hmm. that was a, well, I guess I got sick after. But yeah. it's fine. We both I, got, I got a little through ill it. after it was fine. apparently. Yeah. Uh that being said, this is going to be our last adventure of its type for quite a while. <laughs> and why is that? Because we are buckling down and working on music and we are soon moving. So we're trying to sell we're trying to downsize a lot, sell a lot of our furniture and just things that we acquired when I moved here and went into like full on nesting phase. Yeah. So like we talked about last week, you know, we've kind of had this realization of what we want to do and how we want to live. And now it's time to put it into action as it were. So <laughs> how much details do you want to give about where we're moving? Well, it's funny because we have skirted top talking about where we're going to move because we didn't know who of Eric's family might listen to our podcast and we had not disclosed to them yet our yes. moving plans, I which finally, we've been considering for kind of a while. Yeah. After much deliberation and self-argument, as in argument with myself in my own brain, mm. I spoke to my father about our plans to move into Sarah's mom's house in San Diego for a few months. And because I ran it by my dad a while ago, and he absolutely abhorred the idea. Is that how you say that word? (laughs) Sure, yes. Sure, okay. He did not like the idea, 
so I was uh, really scared to bring it up to him again. And he was like, Eric, what? no, I, I'm not going to give you a hard time. Like, I'm going to support you, whatever you do. And I was like, oh, it was so much easier than I thought the conversation would be. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's what so, we're going to do. So, clarification. It's yes. technically my aunt's house in San Diego, but my mom lives there with my sister. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's their joint, their joint ownership. But my aunt um, has... So my mom and sister live there, okay? Then my aunt has a, a big master bedroom on the upper floor of it, but my aunt is a flight attendant and is rarely there, and she's based out of Jersey, and shortly after she bought the house, she started dating someone in Jersey, so she's never there, so she's been wanting to rent it out to someone else in the family or to us, and uh, so we are going to do that for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So we've got a big master suite to ourselves, which is nice, on the upper floor. And so we've we got, we got a little bit of, of uh, privacy. <laughs> privacy. <laughs> and what happens when you move in with your family is that you save some money. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be exceptionally helpful for us as right. we try to... It feels weird to say get our music career off the ground, <laughs> but just that. That's what we're going to try yeah, to do. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a large part of it is that we've just wanted to... I mean, Colorado is kind of expensive, uh, it's not expensive compared to California. It's not expensive compared to what I paid before, but it's expensive when, you know, you don't really want to spend all your time working your like nine to five sort of job. Like I could be making as many videos for YouTube and Sarah's Vegan Kitchen as I want, but I don't really want to spend my time doing that just to afford to live here, mm-hmm. you know? So we're just trying to cut our costs a little bit for a few months. And we also, you know, we haven't, we were never able to figure out where we would want to move yeah. for our next, I would say, if not short or long term, our next medium term stay. Right. And, you know, like we've talked about on the podcast, we've we were been thinking considering about Austin for some time, Austin, the PNW, and now that we're, you know, trying to really do this music thing we're like Mm -hmm. well do we need to move to la or new york city yeah there's just like there are too many options right now yeah quite honestly i have no idea where we're gonna end up after this little so like the san diego thing is just a nice way to save some money and kind of figure out where we're going next and i mean we had i think we were kind of banking on moving to the pnw and we just didn't want to move directly there because we had never experienced it during the winter and I I was worried about you know my seasonal depression flaring up because it's kind of stormy there and you can't go explore any new city right now like you would during non-coronavirus times you know we can't be like oh let's get an airbnb and like go out to a different restaurant every night and no let's go to like let's go see a live music show you just can't there's you can't experience the culture right now so it's like we can't just move blindly to a new place yeah so let's do this little take a step back, live with the family. Yeah. Take a deep, it's kind of, it's like a just taking a deep breath in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our intention was, I think, to move in with my mom and then use that, the, that couple months over the winter to visit like Seattle, like Seattle area, figure out or Portland even, and kind of try to find a place. And, and I'm sure we'll still end up there mm. kind of depending on how the COVID situation goes. But uh, yeah, I think we're, as soon as we're able to and it's safe to do so we'll probably end up 
traveling to a couple different places and kind of putting out feelers and see like where it makes sense for us to go next. But I am, we are looking forward to just being in California during the winter because I, I mean, I grew up in California. I lived here until three years. I lived there until three years ago when I moved here to Colorado. And I really only moved here because Eric was here. <laughs> and I, this is a great place to live. I, I understand why people do pay higher prices to live here, but it doesn't really fit with our lifestyle because I feel like the people who love it and thrive here are people who, I mean, not that you have to, but I, a lot of our friends really enjoy like winter sports. Yeah. They love going up to the mountains during the winter and skiing and snowboarding and stuff. And that's not our, not our speed, not Mm-mm. our tempo. <laughs> you know, and I think I never... I never camped or hiked before I moved out here, but you know, like in this, in the same vein as what you're saying, that's just what people do out here. Yeah. Very, very outdoorsy culture. So, you know, I, I really tried to get into it and try, tried to learn to love at least camping. I love hiking still. Yeah. Um, and we can do that everywhere, you know? Yeah. And I just think it kind of, yeah, it's just, there's a certain vibe here. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to live in San Diego for at least some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was saying to you before we started recording that I've always wanted to live in San Diego. My grandparents moved out there. I don't know how long ago, but I visited them when I was like 16 and they had this really nice high rise apartment like right downtown San Diego. And I visited there and I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Just something felt like so right about being in that city. And I'm right. someone from Long Island who like would go into New York City and not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's too much. There are too many buildings, too many people. It smells gross. <laughs> and then something about San Diego. I'm like, oh, this is city. Some cities are just different, right? Yeah. Like, yo, this one hits different, you know? <laughs> and I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I have to move here when I'm older. I have to live here when I'm older. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I've always kind of thought that moving to Colorado was like just like a stepping stone to living in Southern California. Mm. And turns out I was right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said to you, I have a feeling we're going to live there for a few months and decide we don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. And just like move into our own place in San yeah. Diego. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's so I my family, my mom's side of the family all is based in. I was going to say San Francisco, San Diego. Um, and so I spent summers there growing up pretty much every year, at least a couple weeks each summer. Um, so it feels very, I don't feel any nervousness moving there the way that I might if we, you know, moving to like Austin or, or Portland, you know, I, I really want to go and scope it out ahead of time, but I know kind of what's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's like a lot of things that, we're looking forward to you know obviously not having to deal with the snow is nice oh yeah (laughs) and um i don't know winters in california are just great because it's you can keep going outside (laughs) and i've never had that yeah i've Mm -hmm. always lived in a place where it gets cold yeah i've taken that for granted for sure Mm. um and then something that i think is underappreciated about certain other big cities is the diversity there really not a lot of that in colorado Mm -mm. at all so i i'm looking forward to that like my family my mom's side is filipino 
huge Filipino population there. Um, and with that comes a lot of different food. So I'm excited about that too. Can I ask a racial diversity question about San Diego? Are sure. there a lot of Mexican people there because it's right yeah. on the border? Yeah. 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 There's like pockets of all sorts of different, mm. you know, ethnicities there. Yeah. It's really cool. I like it. We have like, Colorado is just unfathomably white. Yeah. Like there are, I think the town we live in actually is like kind of Asian. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone else is white. You, you say that and I think that might be the case, but I'm only led to believe that because there's a lot of different pho places here. Yeah. And there's a, there's a large Asian market, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. It really is very, very white here. Yeah. I mean, not as a bad thing, but I, I enjoy diversity. I mean, it is like as people who enjoy different cultures mm-hmm. and like we like eating food from different cultures and yeah. like it's it makes it kind of boring when there aren't any other cultures mixed in. Yeah. So that's why you're about to start talking about food in San Diego, right? Uh-huh. And that has a huge the the cultural diversity has a huge influence on the yeah cuisine for sure and eric and i were talking about this the other day just when we were we were just kind of trying to figure out we just are always talking about what the heck we're going to do next and like where do you want to move and just the other day we were like well maybe because both of us just started listening to audiobooks different audiobooks about the music industry and one of them was talking about like making a recommendation to you know move to one of the music cities like you know nashville or la or new york city and we were like you know could we do the new york city thing for like a period of time in our lives and just like i don't know we'll see what happens because that's always been something that i've been very vehemently against because i just you know i'm an anxious person i don't I've never seen myself thriving in a big city, but like I feel like the older I get and the more time I spend in like the suburbs here, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if this is the right vibe for me. I don't know if I feel like where you live affects your mentality so much. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of excited to be somewhere with just a completely different spirit than where we are here. Like a little, I don't know. It's going to be good. I mean, there's just no spirit where we live. Like, not in Colorado, but just, like, the specific neighborhood and, like, town we live in. Yeah. It's just, there are a bunch of retired people or, like, families. Yeah, there's a lot of schools. That's totally fine, but Mm -hmm. we're young people trying to make it in a creative business now. Right. It's just like, what? Why do we we live here? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's great that we've had this realization, you know, seven weeks before (laughs) we move. We're like, oh, okay, it's great. We'll be gone in two months, you know? Yeah. And I've... I've ever since I moved to Colorado, I said, I am never, ever, ever moving back to the East Coast, especially <laughs> New York City. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Do we have to live in New York City? But I said to my dad on the phone the other day, I was like, Sarah is the only person that I would move to New York City with <laughs> or that could even like allow me to entertain the idea of moving to New York City. Mm-hmm. I would just never do it otherwise. I mean, the interesting thing is that I kind of, I definitely romanticize this, this, um, this vision of like living in a tiny little house and like eating super cheap, like 
and just like doing the music thing you know Mm -hmm. i feel like that's very romanticized in general like in in film too just like that hustle um so i i feel like doing the new york thing is definitely i mean any any anytime you drastically change your life in that way whether it's where you move or what you're doing how you're spending your time i feel like you learn a lot yeah and you know something that both books that sarah and i are listening to uh, something they've been talking about is that like the music industry it's a new music industry right Mm. you know people think and i thought this for a long long time and people i've been in bands with even recently have thought the same thing it's like you have to play shows you have to play shows you have to play shows and you do have to play shows but the way the author of this book I'm listening to put it, he's like, you know, it's not like 30 years ago where you play a show at a dive bar and some like bald guy in a suit comes up to you and he's like, Hey, I'm from Capitol records. You could be the (laughs) next big thing. Let's sign this contract. It's like, they don't go labels. Don't go out looking for artists anymore. It's like people are just found online. So it's kind of like we've been thinking, well, while we're at the beginning stages of our career, we don't need to live in like a huge music city. We need to like, grow an online presence and get Mm -hmm. fans online and then once we hopefully have a fan base that's when we would kind of like oh maybe we'll live in one of those cities now Mm -hmm. but it's not like the most pertinent thing so we're like oh maybe we have time to figure that out yeah and why not figure it out in beautiful san diego california (laughs) southern california yeah um what was i i was thinking something before I don't know. I have something if you'd like me to. Go for it. Go for it. Um, You know, I was talking a few minutes ago about my connection with San Diego and like that draw I've always felt toward it. And I'm wondering now if it's maybe (laughs) the universe telling me, hey, you know, you finally met this woman who's from Southern California. Maybe that's why you've always felt so drawn to the San Diego area because Sarah, who I was yet to meet when I was 16 (laughs) would be from there. Then you actually said when we were talking about this before, you were like, I wonder how often, like if we had ever been like close to each other in San Diego before we knew each other. Yeah. And the answer is maybe. Probably. Right. Yeah. There's a big chance. Mm -hmm. I visited multiple, multiple times. Well, the other weird thing is that your grandparents also used to live in the city that I grew up in, which is just like not really a big city. In Palm Desert? In Southern California. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is just weird and random. So you've been there too without me. So. Yep. And now my, none of my family lives there. So we'll probably never end up back there, but there's nothing there. When was the last time you were there? Um, I really have no idea. You would have, you would have, I knew you still. Right. That is true. I think it was, uh, 2018 is that my mom and sister left there. Yeah. 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 Well, my grandparents, like I said, when they moved from New York to California, they lived in a town called Escondido near San Diego. Then they got their apartment downtown. But then along with that, they got a condo in Palm Desert. So, like, sometimes we'd go visit and we'd be in Palm Desert instead. And you're like, God damn it, why did I come? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know there's there was one time when I was in high school. Um, 
me and my cousin came out because they, I guess they had sold their condo in Indio. Mm. And we went out there to help them move. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll go for a run. <laughs> I was like, I run in the summer in New York. I mean, pff, I could do it. Right. And I like, got down the block. And I was like, oh, my God, it is way too hot. Yeah. Because it's literally a always, desert. always 110 degrees. It's it's really nice during the winter. Uh, but, you know, pretty unlivable during the summer. Would not go back there. Yeah. I don't have my phone. I was going to. I was Check gonna look the weather up the current, right now. The current Why temperature. You, uh, you can type it. All right. Yeah, I have not. That's the last place I lived with my family. I moved out in 2009 when I moved to college, and only have been back for like summers and like holidays, and you know, nothing is really there for a young person. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, it is getting kind of developed now, more developed. Mm. It's 9 p.m. in California right now, and it is 101 degrees in Palm Desert. Love it. Got to love Very, it. very toasty. Yeah. So what else are we excited about with this move? I'm excited to just be in California because when COVID kind of chills out, we can road trip up the coast and we can go back to the Bay Area, which is where I most, I lived right before Colorado. And there's a lot of fun stuff to see there and a lot of good food a lot of good vegan food too and then i don't know i mean it's just it's kind of sucky because we're gonna show up to california and be like wow we're finally in southern california where we where we've always wanted to live together (laughs) we can't do anything yet yeah we're gonna i mean sure we can go get coffee and bring it home we can go get food from our favorite restaurants and bring it home can we just talk about food for a second yeah there are so many restaurants in san diego that we love well you know it's crazy because like when you hear boulder you're like oh it's like a hippy dippy town there's definitely going to be a lot of vegan stuff there it's like yeah there's vegan options everywhere there's really not that much vegan like there, there aren't that many vegan restaurants though part of it is that boulder itself is so small yeah like it's a tiny little town yeah so i <laughs> i guess for its size there are a lot of vegan like vegan restaurants mm-hmm. but there are like three Native foods thrive and leaf, or are these uh, leaf are th- is not even yeah it's not yeah. So I guess for its size there are, but then you think about San Diego and you're like, oh, there are a million vegan restaurants. Right. Eric and I are big food people. If you could not guess, <laughs> it's just I I think lately I've just been realizing how much it does matter to me. Like how, I don't know if we talked about this on a previous episode, but there's book by Ramit Sethi. It's like, I'll teach you to be rich. It's just about financial literacy and, and all that. And he has this concept called a money dial, which is where instead of like drawing up this budget where you're trying to spend as little as possible on like everything, uh, you turn up your money dial on a few things that really matter to you and enrich your life. And then you just cut costs mercilessly in all other areas. So it's like, if you really get clear on what matters to you, then it, you're not just kind of indiscriminately spending like, you know, just like pissing away money on everything. But like for me, like I just love food so much. So I bought an, I bought a Bowls twice this week. Do you know what I mean? And it just made me so happy. Whereas I'm like, I don't really care that much about what I wear. And I've spent a lot of money on clothing over the past several years of my life. And like, I don't really care about 
like having art on the walls but i just did it i just bought a bunch of it because i was like oh this is what adults do right Mm -hmm. but if you can just get clear on like you know you love food spend money on food get takeout when you want to and it becomes not a waste of money yeah right like traditional money saving technique Mm -hmm. would be like you said just like shrewdly save everywhere yeah but it's like well saving saving on the things you don't really care about Mm -hmm. and spending only on the things you really care about yeah it's not a waste at that point yeah right and if it like makes you happier and therefore boosts your motivation and boosts your quality of life like you're gonna be better at the thing that's make that that you're trying to make money from right you know if you're like shrewdly cutting costs on everything and you feel like depressed and stressed all the time from it i shouldn't use the word depressed to um relate to that but if you feel stressed from it all the time you're not gonna like in our case like make good art you know yeah but it's like oh well sure i spent six dollars on a cappuccino this morning but like now i feel great let's make some goddamn music yeah that's the example i think that he uses specifically because so many like financial literacy gurus are like you know starbucks every day five dollars a day like it really adds up and this guy's point is like what if you just love coffee do you know what i mean so like me every time i travel which you know hasn't been happening but the first thing I do is look up like where's a nice coffee place and I look at all of the Yelp reviews or the Google reviews and I look at the photos of the drinks and I'm like do they do latte art here is it like really high quality and otherwise I won't go so I just I've always loved food and researching restaurants and stuff so I'm excited to go have access to that top three restaurants we're excited for in San Diego (laughs) Plumeria. Plumeria. It's a Asian fusion, I guess. Thai I mean, it's food? not a vegan restaurant. It is. I think everything there is, is vegan. I can't remember because we, okay, so we went to San Diego to visit in October, right, of last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And we were there for a week and we got Plumeria twice. Twice? Yeah. They have this freaking, is it orange chicken? Yeah. yeah. This freaking or tangerine or- chicken, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think it is tangerine. It's fancier. Yeah. They have this tangerine vegan chicken. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it's just so good. It yeah. just tastes like orange chicken from a fancy restaurant. Right. Oh, man. Oh, I really, I think my favorite meal there was actually the, what is it called? Rancho's Cocina? Oh, yeah. Not a vegan restaurant, but it's just like authentic Mexican restaurant. And they can veganize most things on their menu. It's crazy. They had like vegan carne asada. It was good. That was so good. Yeah. And it's like big, like 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 we were saying earlier there's not that much cultural diversity here there's they're not really authentic mexican eateries close to where we are probably because the amount of mexican people who live in colorado it has to be astronomically low it has to be yeah who knows or maybe maybe in denver a little Mm -hmm. but we don't spend that much time in denver but um i don't know it's like I grew up in Southern California and I'm just used to these like really authentic like mom and pop Mexican restaurants and like the huge servings and this place had that and it was very satisfying. That's that's another (laughs) thing for me like ever since I was a little kid every year on my birthday we would go to Viva Juan (laughs) which is I think there are two or three of them on Long Island but does that just mean Juan lives? Like what? How does that even? It's like kind of like long live, like long live Juan. Juan. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. 
But yeah, so we I would make every year my parents would be like, "Where do you want to go on your birthday?" And I'm like, "Viva Juan!" Um, and I it just I, I've loved Mexican food so much ever since I was a small baby child. Baby child. Baby child. We don't say that anymore. And just thinking about going to Southern California, and especially now that it's 2020, mm. and there there are vegan things now mm-hmm. all everywhere yeah oh god i'm just so excited i've burritos are my favorite food <laughs> i've always wanted to get a burrito tattooed on my butt because i thought it'd be funny do you want to get matching burrito tattoos uh not on yeah. our butts uh, i could be convinced like in, a in cute a... burrito sure what if like it's like a cute little burrito with like a sideways hat like riding a skateboard what i don't know they just think i mean it'd be funny. go for it dude would you get one <laughs> no oh all right, I, I have one tattoo. One. I really do want another tattoo, but I, I don't really know what it's going to be. Do you want to get matching tattoos before we move I really to do. California? I would, like to, I would like to get little tattoos to commemorate our stay here. I don't know what, though. Like, I don't know what screams Colorado to us. Yeah. Except for the uh, riverback green throat trout. <laughs> <laughs> we were brainstorming, like, oh, what can we get, you know, to commemorate this? And we're like, well... We could get like the flat irons or something, which are like, like the the mountains in Boulder. Yeah, a lot of people have mountains tattooed on them. Yeah, Including I mean, you, me you already, already have tattooed. Yeah, and I was like, well, we could get like the mountain that we went on our first hike, right? But I'm like, what does that even look it like? It just looks like a little like <laughs> upside down parabola. Yeah, like, fine. And then we were like, uh, Alexa, what's the state? Fish. Oh, it's the state fish of Colorado. of Colorado. The state fish of Colorado is the greenback cutthroat trout. <laughs> and we looked it up, and it's just like this skinny little fish. And we're like, mm, we're not getting that. But the inside joke is that every time we reference the green greenback cutthroat trout, I think that's what it is, we just make up two random two-syllable words. Yeah. We're like, the red ranch knee-throat trout. Like, we know it's wrong, and we just... Red I mean, Ranch. I mean, what else? We will have left here without having ever gone to Red Rocks. Oh, my God. A little, that's true. A little upsetting, but I'm sure we'll end up back here. But, I, you know, I can say with fair certainty that I'm not going to move back here. But, you know, it's the, you know it is never the say green, never. The greenback cutthroat trout. Cuddleback throat shuttlecock. <laughs> <laughs> the fish that loves badminton. <laughs> the shuttlecock shuttlecock trout. That's right. It's shuttlecock, shuttlecock twice in the name. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I have, I have. Um, it's really, it's interesting talking to this crowd, the podcast listeners, because I don't know just based on like social media. What do you know about me? Well, I was gonna say like how much of my tattoos are like visible, like um. in any given photo. But basically, on my right arm, I have like most of a sleeve. And there are a lot of just like little empty spaces between my tattoos that make up the sleeve. And I'm like, I want to get a bunch of flowers there maybe to kind of like bring them together if I can. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what if we got matching like Columbine tattoos, the state flower of Colorado, don't do that. which are these Definitely. cool, uh, are they, they might be like periwinkle, but huh. it's hard to, it's hard to call them Columbines out loud because people who aren't from Colorado yeah. just know Columbine as the high school with the shooting in the mm. early 2000s or late 90s right. but like columbine is like a widely used term here because of the flower right so that could be an idea for matching tats yeah love me some flowers they are they're quite nice yeah okay uh plumeria 
Rancho's Cocina. The little vegan taco truck. Oh, the taco truck. I mean, there's just so many that we didn't, we haven't even gone to yet. Plant Power. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan fast food place. Yeah. Milkshakes, burgers, burgers mm-hmm. and fries, burgers, burgers and fries. You know what I also like is there's so many little different pockets, like so many different vibes to catch there, just <laughs> depending on like where you want to go, how far you want to drive. So that'll be cool. And once we move to Southern California and we're allowed to see people, I'm going to try to get Wu Huang have... from Survivor. To Does he us. live there? He lives, uh, he doesn't live in San Diego, but he lives like, where's Newport Beach? Is that a place? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he might live around there. But he was a contestant on Survivor in a season we really liked. Very charming. And he responded to one of my DMs once. So <laughs> and I'm his like, girlfriend or wife, wife? Uh, fiance? fiance is vegan. So. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to, I want to hang out with them. Be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weasel your way in. Yep. Apparently they call him Weasel Woo. <laughs> Which the, makes no sense. Because yeah. he was like the, well, I mean, we never know like how the editors or producers are like omitting information to yeah, craft each, a narrative. But... Each episode is 40 minutes of three days worth of footage. Yeah. So it's like, we're missing a lot. But right. he's, he's, he seems like a cool guy and yeah. he's a surfer and I want to learn how to surf. No, you don't. No, I want to learn how to mar- do martial arts, though. I'm fucking terrified of the water. It's really scary. It, it really it's is. It's really scary. Um, what was I going to say? We should host Food? a meetup, yeah. Yeah. Potluck. Hey, if you guys are listening and you live in the Southern California area, send one of us a DM. You can DM me because I have less followers, therefore I'm more likely to and see Eric's it. And it's just, like, less anxious about communication in general, so he regularly checks his dms and emails and i don't yeah i'm the opposite <laughs> of sarah who's like oh my god so many dms i'm stressed and i'm anxious and i'm like i got dms the people love me i mean i like getting them i just feel this intense like pressure to respond in the right way and yeah. it's hard so yeah. send me a dm if you live in the southern california area and once this covid crisis comes to a close if you'd come to like a meetup vegan hang thing yeah. with us mm-hmm um, and our concerts <laughs> oh and then, like the other thing is that it's close to la like a couple hours and we mm-hmm. can go to la and experience all of that we can book shows and see shows in la and eat all the food and not have to live in la <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so we're very excited is there anything else you want to uh you want to um, drop in here i don't think so all right well thanks for listening guys this is a little bit more optimistic than past. <laughs> yeah. I think we're just ready to like move on. Ready to change our lives. Yeah. For the Shake way we up. want them to be. I, I just can't believe I've lived here. For, I will have lived here for like almost three years. I can't believe I will have lived here for four years. That's, it's a long time and mm-hmm. it does not feel like it. I feel like I just moved here like honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's very odd. I've never had that sensation with any other like block of time mm-hmm. that it's it's moved so fast. When we're gonna go from being around the Ames family to living near the my family, the Almazan family, and what's cool because my cousin had a baby in October. Oh, was it like um, end of September, early October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right so before we got there, we get to grow up with a little baby. Yeah. Sorry, we get to be around a little baby as it is growing up. He yes. is yes. growing up. He has a name. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, I, I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't know. I just didn't want to say it. 
Oh, okay, okay. Just, <laughs> just tell me after because I can't remember right now. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.